This is episode number 111. What's next with Omar Pinto? Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few brief announcements, including give a shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Derek Garcia. I am honored to have done a podcast interview with Oleg for Overcoming Odds. They are doing great work that's important for each of us. We all have struggles that we must navigate. These podcasts provide real-life examples that inform and inspire their viewers. We are not alone in our journeys, and they are much more enjoyable when we can share our examples and learn from others. Thank you so much, Derek, for leaving this wonderful review. If you want to be featured on our review of the week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. We would love to hear from you. Now, let's get back to our guest. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds Podcast. Today's guest is someone that I recently connected with through the power of Instagram. And him and I connected initially, and, and how I came across his story, for those who are not aware, is uh, through a story that was published through Goldcast. And I, I remember after watching it and just having this instinct, almost that same exact second, saying to myself, hey, I'm going to reach out to him, and I want to learn more about who he is and why he does what he does. So, Omar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Oleg. It is a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of it. I'd like to start off this episode with a similar question that I ask a lot of our guests that come onto the show, and that is ask you this rather loaded question, and that question is probably something that we get asked far too often, and that is, who are you? Um. I'm a lot of things, but <clears throat> I guess the essence, my goodness, <clears throat> that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of who you are. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, you know, a uh, cool part of the interview, right? So if we want to get mystical and we want to go woo-woo-wee on those, all this, um, one of the things that I am or one of the things that I have or possess is this voice. Right. And as I start this interview, it failed me. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in there was like, be humble. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just it reminded me to, uh, to be humble and uh, come from a place of love. So if I'm going to describe or if I'm going to explain who I am, um, I, like to, I, like to, I like to believe or I like to believe that I am I'm love, I'm unconditional love. Mm -hmm. uh, that I am compassion, that I am, that I am strength, or that I am strong, that I am driven, that I'm determined, uh, that I'm resilient, uh, that I'm focused, um, that I'm experienced, that I'm knowledgeable, that I'm wise. So mm -hmm. these are these things that no matter what happens to me in my life, um, whatever happens with my business or in my business, whatever happens with my coaching or with my podcast, or in my marriage, or my relationships, who I am stays intact. I'm going to need love, and compassion, and forgiveness, mm -hmm. and trust, and integrity um, to move forward, mm -hmm. regardless of the challenge. Uh, so really, at my core, at my essence, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a really good point in regard to having a strong foundation before you take the next step forward of what's next, which is the theme of the conversation that you chose for this particular time. And what it makes me think of is a video that I saw of Kevin Hart, and it was an interview that he was doing. And one of the things that he mentioned was this concept of what's next, right? And not for the sake of what's next as far as I'm a workaholic and trying to figure out kind of what's the next project, but always asking yourself the question of what's next within my life? You know, what, 
what else can I do? What other elements of potential can I explore? Which layers of everything that you mentioned, unconditional love, compassion, all these things that I can get to, right? Because I think there's always a story within a story and there's always a deeper level of understanding to the one that we currently know. So my question to you is in regard to that question, what initially sparked up within you to start asking yourself, what's next within this life that I'm going through? Uh, interestingly enough, uh, when I saw that, when I was registering for the podcast for this interview and I saw mm -hmm. that, I sat and thought about it for a moment. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, it was a few moments where I sat and I said, what's the question? And I sat in a little bit of silence mm -hmm. and then it came. It's like, what's next? You know, um, you've accomplished so much to this point. Mm-hmm. But what's next? What I find is that for me, one of, my, one of my biggest hurdles, one of my biggest obstacles and challenges is um, this ability to m either move on or challenge myself. I like to be comfortable. I like mm. complacency. I, I, I enjoy it. For many, for many years, um, my story is one of, of struggle and struggle mm -hmm. in the sense of struggling to learn, struggling to read, uh, even struggling to see. Mm -hmm. I wear glasses, um, struggling to fit in, struggling to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a lot of struggle in my childhood, mm -hmm. which is ultimately why uh, when I discovered drinking alcohol, it really changed a lot of that because mm -hmm. When I was drinking it, I didn't struggle so much. I didn't feel as though I was struggling. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was like drowning in a glass of water. Um, so anytime that I would have any measure of success, I like to hold on to it. Mm. I like to sit there as long as I possibly can and cherish, cherish that. Like, oh my God, I made it. Wow. <sighs> I, you know, incredible. I can't believe it. Um, I can't believe it. Right. And that's, if, if you think about, um, I think it's the empire strikes back when, when Yoda is teaching, uh, young Luke and he's got him out in the swamp and, and Luke says that he says, I can't believe you did that. Mm -hmm. Right. He, he, he pulls the, he pulls his spaceship out of the swamp. He says, wow, I can't believe you did that. And Yoda looks at him. He goes, that's your problem. Mm. I don't believe. Mm -hmm. And so there was this, that's the big element of, of my life where it's like this lack of dis of a lack of belief in myself, this disbelief in my abilities uh, to be able to describe myself the way that I did it took many years to get to that point where I can describe myself in qualities and character mm -hmm. traits and values and spiritual mm -hmm. principles. Right. So it, it really has been, that challenge of not wondering what's next, holding on, right? How do I hold on to this as long as I possibly can? How can I, you know, get to a job, get a promotion, for example, and then hold on mm -hmm. and not, not risk anything, not grow, you know, fear of the unknown, fear of change. So, um, you know, the alcohol is what brought me to my knees. Alcohol and drugs is ultimately mm -hmm. what brought me to my knees. And overcoming that was years. It was many, many years. It was probably a five-year journey of me really getting to a place where I felt comfortable and I had enough of a foundation that I felt like, okay, I think I, think I, f I feel safe that I'm not going to pick up a drink or a drug anymore. Mm -hmm. I think I've done enough work. I finished working the 12 Steps. Um, I started doing service work in my community, in the 12-step community. I really committed my life to it, right? Mm -hmm. And I also committed my life to uh, my daughter, who was, she was born the same year that I got clean and sober. Mm. So there was this, there was a lot of loss in that time, but there was also a lot of birth. Mm -hmm. There was this birth of my new life. There was this birth of recovery. There was this birth of my daughter. And there was this end of this old lifestyle, the end of the drug use, the end of my marriage, uh, the end of a lot of uh, relationships with friends that didn't serve me. 
Um, so there was that, there's a big shift in there. Um, and I stayed there for a while, right? I, I stayed in the, in that 12 step, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess lifestyle Yeah. for, for 10 years, for 10 years. I mean, I'm 16, I'm 16 years sober today. Uh, but for those first 10 years, I was dedicated to that program. And what happened was I inadvertently, I inadvertently somewhere inside of me said, what's next? There's got to be something more. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something else. And that's when I started diving into personal development and coaching. You know, yeah. I'd reached a point in, in 12-step recovery where I realized that I was no longer growing and I was becoming complacent and comfortable, irritable, restless, and discontent. And uh, for, for someone like me, that means getting into trouble. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a six-year-old inside of me that c- can't sit still. And so I can relate for sure. (laughs) Right. So if it gets quiet for a moment, he starts to tear it up. He's like, this is, this is getting old. It's getting boring. You know, what, what can we do differently? And if we don't, right, he'll start wreaking havoc until I pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and so about 10 years sober, I, I met my wife of today and, um, she's in personal development. She's, a like a Reiki healer and a yoga instructor and a wellness coach. And she's always taking course after course, you know, and I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't taking, I wasn't doing anything other than what I had, what I was currently in the middle of, which was still going to going to meetings and sponsoring other guys kind of, and being a part of the fellowship kind of. Okay. But you know, I was like, I wasn't doing anything new and here she was doing all this stuff and it was kind of intimidating and it was, uh, you know, a little bit like, yeah, intimidating, right? It was th- a little threatening. You know, my, look, look at my wife. She's doing all this stuff and I'm not doing shit, you know? Um, but I didn't do anything about it, right? And uh, so same job, uh, same, you know, sort of routine. I, I, I love being in routines, terrified of getting out of the routine. Um, but something was happening where I, I just couldn't, I couldn't deny it. And so I was listening to a lot of podcast episodes. One in particular was um, John Lee Dumas's mm-hmm. Entrepreneur on Fire. So I got introduced to that. It was my first introduction to the podcast. And I was just every day listening to that podcast. Like I got mm-hmm. hooked on it. And my commute to work was about an hour, an hour and a half there and back. So um, that podcast episode is 45 minutes, but then they would recommend books. So I would download audible books. And so I'd be listening to podcasts and then would recommend other podcasts. So I'd be listening to podcasts, listening to audio books, listening to entrepreneur on fire. And this was, this went on for like two years, mm-hmm. right? So for, for about two years, I just like was feeding my brain with all this information. Then one day, um, John Lee Dumas comes up with this, this uh, podcaster's paradise about launching your own podcast. And I was listening to an audible book with Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. called Crush It. Mm-hmm. And he it got to this point where he says, you know, forget about making money because really the only thing I've ever thought about since, uh, since probably I had a conscious thought was how to make money. Mm-hmm. And so you know, forget about making money, find something that you're passionate about, double down on that. And then let the money come to you, right? The money will just come, right? But if you're not passionate about what you do, you'll burn out because it takes a, it takes a long time to, to build a following and to build a foundation. And so I said, well, what am I passionate about? You know, I'm passionate about recovery. So I'll launch a, a recovery podcast, right? So I, I got podcasters paradise at the time. It was like, three or 400 bucks. I can't remember lifetime membership for like three or $400. And I was like, God, I got to get that. Um, and it sat on the shelf for about a year. And then finally, you know, my wife, my wife bought this $400 yoga mat. Hmm. And I was like, damn, 
$400 for a yoga mat. Now, mind you, it's a, <laughs> it's a, squ- it's a square yoga mat. Okay. It's, it's a giant square yoga mat. Two people could actually do yoga on this mat. And oh, wow. it's super thick. Like it's, it's like, if you do the, if you Google it, this is the real deal. Amazon it. It's like the real deal. And we were out one day and I took a shot at her. I said, Oh, kind of like that $400 yoga mat. Right. And she was like, yeah, but I use that. Unlike the $400 you spent on that podcaster's paradise that you've never used. Right. And so, man, that was a moment of clarity for me. And in retrospect, I realized that that's what I did with everything. Mm. I parked everything. I put everything. I, I, was a, I was a consumer, right? So you purchase and you put it on a shelf and that's enough. And I realized that, you know, I've been doing that my whole life. And I was like, I got to do something with this. And I can't, I'm not just going to take this lying down. Yeah. And so I did. I went back and I opened it up and I started kind of like perusing through it. And I'm like, okay, just pick one item that you can do out of here. Just pick one. Just do one thing that you can do. It'll start sparking you in the right direction. Right. Um, And really what it was is I needed to come up with a name and I needed to come up with a logo. Right. That was the first thing that I needed to do. I, I had no other, you know, before, you know, without putting the cart before the horse, I needed something to look at. Mm-hmm. And so I started there. Um, and my wife and I were walking the dog one day and she was, and we were talking, I go, man, I don't know what to name this thing. You know, I'm thinking about maybe calling it the IRS. She goes, the IRS <laughs> goes, you know, uh, I go, yeah. Inspiring recovery stories. She goes, yeah, nobody's going to remember inspiring recovery stories. They're going to think IRS. <laughs> why would I listen to this podcast? Right? And, and, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And she, and then she, so she says to me, she says, well, you know, what is it that you guys do? What's, what's, what's the core? What's the essence of what you guys do? What, you know, what helps, what's the magic? And I go, well, you know, we, we go to meetings and, and we share, right? And we listen to each other, right? And she goes, okay, so you, you, you share, right? So uh, how about calling it the Share Podcast? Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that sounds amazing, right? And, and spell it S-H-A-I-R. Sharing helps alcoholics in recovery. Mm. And so that's really how it, that's how it all kind of, from that moment, everything if you, if you believe in the universe, you believe in the power of manifesting, then really once you have a focal point, which is the what, the how starts to show up. Yes. And that's really what happened. From there, it was effortless. I, uh, I had a logo in no time. Um, I, had, um, I had a logo in no time. I had a show format done quickly. Um, I started lining up guests. I was diving into, I started downloading all the software. I started messing around with it. Most of it's free. Mm -hmm. So I was able to download it and kind of start messing with it. Uh, I found, uh, this microphone. I I bought a blue Yeti, but I wasn't excited about it. I see you recording on a blue Yeti Mm -hmm. and I wasn't excited about it. And I found one that was less than half the price that I've been using ever for, well, five years. I celebrate, the podcast will actually be uh, five years. I'll celebrate five years, the, 20, the 26th of this month. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I've been using this mic for like four years. It cost me 60 bucks. I bought two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what, what I discovered in that moment was that sometimes we're just one decision away, one question away from launching something. That mm-hmm. seems like it's a million miles away. That feels like it's an impossibility. Um, if I hadn't been listening to podcast episodes, if I hadn't listened to him uh, talking about Podcasters Paradise, if I hadn't listened to the Audible, the audio, the the audio book by Gary V, um, and it, and and then actually purchased the software. Because here's the thing. I purchased the software or the the program, never used it. I didn't use it for like a year, right? Mm -hmm. But it was there. So when the inspiration came to do it, here's your resources are available to you. I didn't didn't have to go looking 
for the resources. They were there for me. And I think that's so important. That's really the key to it. So, you know, the, that whole question of what's next, I recognize that if I don't ask the right questions, if I don't ask the universe what's next, I'll stay where I'm at. Yeah. If I hadn't asked what's next back then, if I hadn't gotten to a place in my recovery where I was 10 years sober and I was bored and I had gotten complacent and I was bored, I wouldn't have said there's got to be something more. And really the question was, so what's next? What can I do now? And then inadvertently all of this happened. And so now that's been five years in the works. And just inadvertently, I show up on this podcast interview and I'm right there, right now, same place I was five years ago. So what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up a, real, a lot of really good points. I think the first one that I'd like to mention is this whole concept of the power of the start, right? Sometimes, and I, the reason why I say it is because I used to be in the same exact place where I, I'm, a, I'm a deep thinker at heart. So I like to have the whole thing mapped out. I like to see the how before I can actually know where to start. And then I remember one day it clicked for me as far as the reason why this, when you, when you see the whole how, or presumably you think you do, what ends up happening is you actually become so overwhelmed with all the information <laughs> and the steps that you have to take to even get that thing off the ground that you don't do any action. Mm-hmm. And then I remember just telling myself that it's not really about the how. Actually, one of my friends helped me recognize this. She said, you don't need to know the how. You just need to know where to start. And from that point on, I've approached every single project, every single opportunity with that, right? When it comes to relationships, when I see an individual that I'm trying to connect with, presumably for X, Y, and Z purpose, So I paint this whole how as far as how I'm going to approach them, what I have to say, when do I make this, when do I say that? And then I just have to take a step back and say, wait, what if there's so much more to that relationship, right? And what if there is none of that? Then you just create essentially the the set of disappointment for, for yourself. And so it's just been really fascinating to hear your story and help myself understand the same exact thing that oftentimes we don't get into action because we don't think we know or we try and plan out the whole how. But realistically, if you look back at your whole life, the how that you had in your mind very rarely actually becomes the step-for-step process that you go through in real life. I don't think I've really ever had a how that I executed on. I've always just thrown myself off a cliff. Yeah. Right. When I was, I was, when I was living in, at home, I was, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, um, you know, floundering in college, uh, struggling as I always did and going, man, I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere here. I got to, I've got to get out into the workforce. I got to get out into the real world. The school Mm -hmm. thing isn't for me. And so um, I took a break from school. You know, anyone that takes a break from school, chances are you're not going back. So I took a break from school, right? <laughs> There's truth there. <laughs> right. And I started working. And then there was another, as I was working uh, and doing jobs in my community, another voice came and said, if you don't get out of this hick town, you are going to be a career waiter the rest of your life. And I was living in uh, San Luis Obispo at the time, California which is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. California, the central coast, Pismo beach, San Luis Obispo. It is God's country. Right. Um, but it is a hick town. It is just, you know, uh, nowhere, you know, USA. And so I knew that if I didn't get out of there, I had to get to a city. So I, I, I said, I got to get to LA. I had no money. Um, and I was working as a car salesman, and I just said to, the, to, to one of the salesmen, I said, listen, man, I got to get out of this town. I got to get out of here. And he says, well, you know, I'll just set you up with the Nissan dealership in Glendale. 
You know, I got a friend down there. And I said, great, I got a friend that lives in Pasadena. All right, awesome. But Glendale's right next to Pasadena, for those of you that don't know uh, LA. And so I called my buddy, my high school buddy, and I said, hey man, I need to crash on your couch. And he's like, sure man, no problem. And I packed up my clothes, I got in my car and I drove down. That was it, that was the move, right? That was the extent of the, of the how, right? Mm -hmm. The how was, where am I gonna sleep? Yeah. And that was really it, you know, the how was, am I gonna have a job? So, hey, can you hook me up, right? And I'm, yeah, okay. And that's what I did. And so, as you were talking, I wrote down the why, the what, and the start, because I didn't mm -hmm. want to forget that. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there is the how. I don't know how, man. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I don't know how to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And the minute I start asking myself how, I am going to put the brakes on fast. So yeah. the what is key. So, and, and the reason why I wrote it down is because it's like, what's next? Well, I got to start from the basics, right? right. So it's, what is the, what's the what potentially? Um, I don't know. So I'm going to have to sit and meditate. What's next? What's next? What's next? Right? Why? So why do I want what's next? Mm -hmm. So that's that quick. When I launched the podcast is because I wanted to spot, inspire people that were struggling with addiction, was struggling with alcoholism, right? So my purpose, my why was to help people struggling with um, substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, so what is it that I want to do? And then the, the next question would be like, okay, what's the first place to start? Mm -hmm. And so you keep it, you keep it at the most basic level, the simplest, the most digestible. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as I'm clear about my why, then the what, I can let the universe show me the how. It'll, mm -hmm. I, I, can, I can allow quantum physics to just put all the pieces together, right? Mm -hmm. As long as I take that first step. Um, and so, yeah, no, that, that was, I, 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 I agree. I mean, the whole, my whole rambling there was just to say, how important it is to start. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what's my first step? And if I only worry about the first step, I'm not even thinking about the second step. Yeah. You know, there's a book that I'm reading right now that I've recommended to a lot of our listeners throughout the previous episodes, and that is The Art of Possibility. Mm. It's a very interesting book. And the biggest reason why is because it talks about many different concepts, but one of them is everything is invented. And so when I think of that, I ultimately think of their story, right? The story that we tell ourselves about what's possible and what's not possible. What can I do? What can't I do? And how just approaching every single situation with that in mind helps me understand that because everything is invented, I can reinvent it, mm -hmm. right? I can look at that previous narrative when I told myself, okay, I need to know the how, or I'm going to start when I have X number of dollars in my bank account, or I'm going to start when I get through this divorce or through the bankruptcy or whatever the situation that the individual is going through, but rather just tell, started to tell myself, I'm just going to start where I'm at with what I know. And the, the biggest thing that I've learned about life is that there's always more to know than what you currently do. And so the concept that I think sometimes we tell ourselves, and that is, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start once I know more about this subject. Well, the thing is, that's a never-ending game, right? It's an infinite. You get into this space, like you were mentioning, personal development, and the things that you went through when you were younger, not fitting in. It's something that, that we go through for the rest of our lives, and what I found interesting as far as when you were sharing your story is I think one of the biggest reasons why I chose to create this particular space, right, where I can hear other people's stories and I can really connect with them for who they really are is because I've experienced similar stuff in my life. I did have those moments where I felt like I didn't fit in because my thought simply didn't align with the thought of the other individual. And so I think when the model that you broke down 
as far as knowing the what and the why is really important because not only does it give you an opportunity to pursue something that you're passionate about and make a living and all these other things, but you're also, I bet, solving one of those core problems that you had as a child, right? Correct. You're identifying or redefining that sense of belonging and identity. And so I was just curious to know throughout this work, have you found it? Have I found it? Um, ask me the question again. Do you think throughout the work that you're doing now, mm -hmm. you have found the sense of belonging that mm. you were needing when you were younger? You know, it was, it was, as you were talking, I drifted. I drifted. It was kind of a trip. I was having, you know, uh, outer body experience, right? Because it, it, I'm right in that point of what's next, right? Mm -hmm. And recognizing that what I'm looking to do or the impact that I'm looking to make is really the impact that I, I wanted to make in my own life or what's mm -hmm. missing in my life or healing myself in a certain way. And I immediately had an idea. <laughs> um, I had this idea of, can you hear that plane going overhead? No. Mm -mm. Okay, good. Um, I had this idea, which is about um, creating some sort of um a retreat or a wellness center or a boot camp or some sort of a space mm -hmm. an environment here in Costa Rica uh, where I can invite others to come um, and heal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And heal through um, I guess the things that were lacking in my life, right? Like as I think yeah. about putting together a program, it's like, what, what were the things that were missing in my life? So um I guess to answer your question, no. And that could be what's next. I mm -hmm. inadvertently, I, I, I have, okay. Because this need to fit in, mm -hmm. of course I fit in now with a lot of people, right? Like, uh, absolutely. That, that element of my life has healed. I have quality friends and mentors and, you know, people that are on my level, people that are ahead of me, you know, people that, that I can fight in, people that can fight in me. Um, and um, we could spend hours, days together, right? Seamlessly. Mm -hmm. uh, because we both fit, right? So there is that a lot of me has healed without me even thinking about it. But it wasn't a conscious thing. Um, and, and as you bring it up, it's like, okay, yes, a lot of the work that I have done and even becoming a member in the 12 step is going to, it's going to surround me with people that are just like me. Yeah. So obviously seeking out your tribe, seeking out uh, the people that are where you're at, want to go where you're going or want to go in the same direction as you're going, mm -hmm. uh, want to understand their place, their purpose, uh, their why, I guess that's where, I guess that's where I am, where I thrive. And what's important about having a very strong circle of influence around you. Um, and so, you know, recently I found that um, I had separated from that, mm -hmm. you know, because I, you know, as a life coach, um, I'm really good at what I do, right? I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it or uh, ashamed to say it or in, in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, you know, the, it, for some people would be like, uh, while wow, he's full of himself. Nah, man, I just know I'm good. Right. There's certain, you get to a place in your life where you recognize yes. you're really good at something and I'm really good at coaching people. I'm really good at helping people heal because I healed. Yeah. I guess it's a yes and no all over the board when you're, you know, as, mm -hmm. as I'm, I'm analyzing this question in my head right? You asked this question and my head exploded, yeah. right? And it feels like it's coming out on this podcast because yeah, I help people heal because 
I had to heal first. Yeah. So when they talk, I recognize their pain and I'm able to guide them through it. So what happens is you end up in this, this guru place. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in this guru place where I, where I was like, I can't ask for help. I'm supposed yeah. to have all the answers. You're the last What's stop. Where, where, you know, what would that do to my reputation? What would that do to my business? What would that do to me if I had to ask for help, if I didn't have all the answers? And so that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be because when I eventually had to reach out to the people closest to me and say, man, I don't know where to start, but I need help. I have no, I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to have this conversation with you right now, but I am lost and I need help and I'm going to start there. Mm. And they said, I'm here for you. I'm listening. Go on. And so what I discovered is this, I somehow came to believe that I was the well. Mm -hmm. I am not the well. I'm simply the pipe. And so when we get, when I got lost there, I disconnected from source. Sources mm-hmm. where all the energy comes from. I'm just a conduit. The information comes when I'm talking to someone. I don't know where the answer comes from or the question comes from or the, I don't know, right? But all of a sudden they're talking <laughs> and something comes to me and I ask them a question. They go, oh, oh man, okay, good question. I'm like, oh, sweet, right? And so if I come from that place of, a, that's where I can be childlike. Mm-hmm. That's where I can stay. Child. I, if I can stay humble and teachable and open and clear that I am a channel, I am yeah. a, a channel for divine light and inspiration, then I don't have to worry. I don't have to be afraid. And I can also easily ask for help. Um, you know, a lot of times you get asked in an interview, like, what would you, what would you suggest? Right. Um, and, you know, today would be, Never, ever feel like you're in a place where you can't ask for help, where you've put so much pressure on yourself to have all the answers because we're not designed for that. Yeah. We're not. You know, what this whole conversation makes me realize is I recently had, well, let me actually put it this way. This conversation helped me understand the importance of evolution. And here's what I mean by that. I think it's important for me to evolve based on the previous work, but also on the projects of others, right? Part of that evolution comes from everything that you've mentioned right now. And that is leading from within asking yourself the questions that you want to know answers to. Because what ends up happening is not only do you put yourself in the position of growth, but you give that opportunity to another individual who may across, come across your life. And I think this, what, everything that we pursue, in my opinion, is a stepping stone towards that process of what's next, right? Because if I have one view of what purpose looks like, and that's the only thing that I see surrounding me, how can I ever break through that? Mm. How can I see that there's some other version, that there's some other perspective Mm. that it can go in? And so I really value conversations like this because there are no scripted questions. There are no scripted answers. This is all going back to choosing to lead from within and asking yourself, what do I want to know about Omar? What do I want to know about this space that we create, right? I think sometimes when we even start businesses and you, you brought up a really, really good point that is worth addressing. And that is when you are in the space of quote unquote, personal development. So first define, let's define that, right? Personal development, development, we're all part of that. Every human being, whether or not you are actively choosing to grow in it is a different story. But even in the instances where you appear to be stagnant and you are quote unquote not growing, you're still growing. You're just not growing in the the direction that you might envision, right? 
what you mentioned as far as having that place where it does become dangerous and thinking that you can't ask for help, you also encounter a topic of loneliness. Once again, something that you went through when you were younger and something that I went through, right? Mm. Not fitting in, not feeling like you belong, therefore feeling lonely, wanting connection, desiring deeper and meaningful conversations. And so it just constantly makes me think of that what you said as far as just ask for help. And if someone else chooses to view you differently because you chose to step up and you say, hey, I have no idea how to get through this, but I just know that if I start a conversation and a dialogue around it, I'm going to figure it out. Then that's the most important part. And you can't please everyone, nor should you try. Those that are meant to be within your life will find a way to be in your life. So I think that's very important to acknowledge as far as none of us know the answers, right? As Gary Vaynerchuk has stated himself, we're all trying to figure it out. There's no such thing as I figured it all out. No. Once you've figured it all out, you have a lot more to figure out. It's one of those <laughs> things, once you know, you know nothing. <laughs> It's reaching the top of the mountain and then going, okay, great. I made it. What's next? Yeah. It's always the right of you and you see a mountain that's twice the height of that. And that you're, you know, that was very eloquently put. Um, And for the listeners um, that are, that caught that right. They were really paying attention. There was a, there was a lot to unpack there. You might have to rewind this. (laughs) Listen again, because really that's, that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this vision of what my purpose is. I have this vision of what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I, if I hold on to that too tightly, then I attach myself and attachment is where all the suffering comes from, okay? It's simply a guide. It's simply a, a, a peak or a mountain to look at. Like, I wake up one day and I recognize that there's something calling me. And I start to unpack what's calling me. And I go, okay, so this feels great. This feels wonderful. It feels like this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. And then one day... I dive into it and somehow I make something happen and I'm able to impact people's lives. I'm able to impact and change my life. And then all of a sudden I get attached to it and I start to believe that it's the only way it's my only purpose. And so what happens is I don't recognize or I don't allow the next phase of my life to start to unwrap and evolve the evolution part, the evolution piece that you talk about. Mm -hmm. It's this constant evolution. It's a continuum, right? So it's like, okay, great. So this is where I'm at right now. Oh, okay. So this is what feels good right now. Oh, this is what's driving me. Oh, here's my purpose. Let me run with this. Oh, this is working. Oh, it got stagnant. Oh, I hit a plateau. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. My life is over. I have no meaning right? It's all going to, you know, hell in a handbasket or, huh, maybe I've reached the top of the mountain here. What's next? And so the practice here is detachment. Mm -hmm. It's not to attach yourself to anything, to allow yourself to flow with the emotional guidance system that you have inside of you. Mm -hmm. It's telling you everything you need to know. Follow that, follow that internal guide. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot more that you and I can talk about, and I can just sense that this is a conversation that can probably go on for the next 10 to 15 hours without a doubt. <laughs> but due to the time frame uh, that we have yes. and, and the respect that we have for a lot of our listeners, I want to ask you the final question to this episode. And this is a question that I started to ask myself as it relates to having an impact or making a difference in people's lives. And the question to you is this, how can you 
or how have you already made a contribution to someone else's life today? Today. Today. Oh, great question. That is a, that is a great question. Um, well, um, I had a friend of mine reach out to me this morning, the one that I reached out to, right, um, and asked for help. So, and she reached out to me this morning. She said, hey, so how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I said, I feel amazing. Like, thank you for holding that space for me because it's exactly what I needed. I, I, got what I, I got the answers that I needed in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I love you and I appreciate you, right? And so I know that made her feel like she made a difference in my life, right? So um, her... Her, I mean, knowing that there's a part of her that wants to know how I'm doing, but also uh, there's a human element that is like, I hope that what I said made an impact. I hope it made a difference. I hope it helped, mm-hmm. right? And so hearing that it did, it made all the difference in the world, right? It, I feel as though that, that made a difference in her life. And it's funny because actually, no, there was another thing too. Um, I had another friend of mine that is going through a very, very, very tough time emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, it was two days ago and I asked her what she was afraid of. And she responded with all these things that she was angry and resentful about. And I said, okay, I asked you what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're in the past. The past is filled with anger and resentment and and regret mm-hmm. fears in the future what are you afraid of and she was after every it was like volumes that she wrote prior to and it was just one statement i'm afraid that nothing's going to change mm. that's my fear and from there i gave her another assignment and she's exploded in a completely different in a different, in a different, uh, in a different area or in a different, she went in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, her mind, it was this two millimeter shift in, in the same question asked a different way, mm-hmm. which allowed to give new perspective, right? Um, I don't give myself enough credit for, I do that shit every day, man. <laughs> I do that. I, I, I'm like, what did Welcome I do? To the club. <laughs> right? Like, what, you know, like, how did you impact someone's life today? And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. today. And I'm like, I do it every single day. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is, this is what I do. And I, what I also do is I undervalue it. Mm-hmm. I take it for granted. And so the important thing or the key to remember here is that, you know, when I say I'm really good at what I do and I'm really good, no, I'm really good at, getting to a place where I can clear enough of my channel that the information flows through me easier. Like that's the best way to describe. I'm really good at allowing information to flow through me. I think that's the most, uh, the most powerful way to describe what it is that I do. And, Mm -hmm. and so that, that fills me with a tremendous amount of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Omar, where do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up with your work that people can be a part of? Um, uh, so I have, I'm in the recovery space at the moment. God mm-hmm. only knows what's next, but in the moment I'm in the recovery space. So, um, I'm a life coach. Um, I specialize in addiction and recovery. Uh, but I also do, you know, I help people with their businesses, with their, with their marriages, with, with their families. Um, um, so if you want to find me, uh, and, and you're interested in either coaching or becoming a part of uh, my share recovery community. It's mm-hmm. a small membership community. It's 12 bucks a month. Um, and, and that's the best way to kind of like stick your foot into a place where we'll hold your feet to the fire. We'll hold you accountable. We'll give you some resources to help mm-hmm. you stay on track. Um, so you'll go to the share podcast mm-hmm. and that's uh, www.theshare spelled S H A I R podcast. So the share mm-hmm. or just go to omarpinto.com. Same thing, right? That's where all my coaching stuff is my coaching information and also a link to, to the podcast. Oh, and listen to the share podcasts five mm-hmm. years running. Mm-hmm. 
That's the best way to find me. And that's what I got going on at the moment. Well, I appreciate you being on here and really creating this space for both of us to be us. I think most importantly, and as I said before, this is a conversation that you and I can have well into the hour past midnight. If we allow it within my time, that's at least 13 hours from now. <laughs> but you know, I, I really do appreciate you for, for being a part of this and choosing to create a space where we can both better understand each other and our own existence. Thank you, Oleg. It's been really an, a powerful, powerful hour. Um, mind was blown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so thank you. You, you, uh, you have a gift, my friend. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to join us on our weekly conversations every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Time called Courageous Conversations. This is an opportunity for you to further connect with this community and learn more about who you are. This is an opportunity for you to further dive into topics that matter most to you. If you'd like to know more information on how you can join this particular tribe, go ahead and leave us a message on overcomingodds.today. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.